0: This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Meyer. Shocking news. That's right. We have shocking news here today on Viewpoint. I don't like to use that term shocking because everything is shocking these days. But indeed, what we're about to share with you here on viewpoint today for most will probably be quite shocking. And it has to do, unfortunately, with the issue of COVID. Please listen carefully, friends. This is not a political issue. It's been made political, but in in and of itself, it's not a political issue, and part of the problem, a major part of the problem that we're dealing with is that it has been politicized. We want to do as much as we can to extract the politicization from it today, and we want to take a look at the facts as they're coming out. You will not hear these facts coming from the, the regular news media because they have an agenda. They have a political agenda. They are there to accomplish something in particular, and it has nothing whatsoever to do with your health. We are concerned about your health. God is concerned about your health, and he is also concerned about truth, truth, truth. And truth has fallen on very, very hard times these days, particularly when it comes to the COVID issue, COVID-19, and the vaccines that have been prepared to supposedly deal with it. I hope you will approach today's program with an open mind and an open heart. Please don't don't presume anything. The things that are being shared with you here today are coming from all over the world. They're coming also largely from America. And they're coming from sources that you would not expect but could very well trust. And here's the first one. The growing number of breakthrough cases are showing that they may not be as effective, that is, the vaccines are not as effective as we thought. That has come as shocking news to the former Surgeon General Jerome Adams, as he declared today on National News. I want to repeat this. This is the former Surgeon General of the United States, Jerome Adams. He happens to be a black gentleman. Not that that makes any difference, but he is. He said the growing number of breakthrough cases that we're seeing are revealing that the vaccines are not as effective as we thought. And he says that it has come as shocking news. Not just a little bit of news, not just come see, come saw, hear a little, there a little, uh, not to be considered too important news, but shocking news. Now, why is it shocking news? It's shocking news because, quite frankly, this information has been out now for quite some time, and we've been talking about it right here on Viewpoint. So why is it shocking to the Surgeon General? Because... He's been listening to the CDC and Dr. Fauci. Let's lift ourselves above the CDC and Dr. Fauci today. And let's look at other facts. You see, the CDC and Dr. Fauci are extremely politically connected with a particular administration. The former Surgeon General Jerry Jerome Adams said, it is important for people to know that there is data out there that suggests that people who are vaccinated can transmit the virus. Did you hear that? We've been saying that now for weeks here on this program. People who are vaccinated can still transmit the virus. In other words, it doesn't protect against transmission or or you're receiving the virus. It doesn't protect against transmission in any way. He said, Vaccines are still effective at preventing severe disease and hospitalization, but they may not be effective as we thought. Oh, so in other words, the representations that have been made that were supposed to be facts, as our president has told us, are not facts at all. In fact, They were actually misrepresentations of the facts. They were the misinformation and perhaps even disinformation if, in fact, the true facts were known. The Surgeon General goes on to say he called for people to stop demonizing those who have chosen not to get a vaccine. He said in many cases people just have really legitimate, really good questions about their own personal health. And I've talked to Democrats, Republicans, black people, white people, said Adams. He said that that he doesn't want to pick on the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and it's changing of mass guidelines for vaccinated people. but he does think the agency's communication has been less than ideal, and a clarification is needed. Now the word less than ideal is actually kind of a euphemism for saying, hasn't been good at all. He's trying to be nice. He doesn't want to pick on the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention because it's an institution in the United States that people have come to trust and is deeply connected with the political aspects of the Biden administration. So he doesn't want to get too tough on them, but he's saying, look, they're out to lunch. And here's what he said. We really need to see more transparency from the CDC. In other words, he's saying the CDC isn't telling the truth. They're only telling you what they want you to hear or what they think the current political administration wants you to hear. He goes on to say that vaccines prevent hospitalization and death from COVID, but they don't Prevent the spread of the disease. Did you hear that? The Surgeon General of the United States said the vaccines do not prevent the spread of the disease. And yet that's exactly the implication that is being given to the American people, carte blanche. So much so that Mr. Biden today has urged all the states of the union to bribe their citizens to get the vaccine by giving them a free hundred dollar bill. Now, if the vaccine was so great and there weren't problems, why would he have to bribe them? And we barely scratched the surface today. From England, over 50% of COVID patients in England tested positive only after being hospitalized for other reasons. That information was just leaked from the National Health Institute there, their data has suggested raising questions about the true impact the virus is having on the healthcare system in the UK. They've been lying to their people. Why? Because there was an underlying motivation to get people to jump on the fear wagon. But again, why? We'll be back. Would you like to know the answer to the why question that we just asked concerning why the so-called trusted medical organizations institutions in the various countries particularly in the west particularly in America and the UK why they would not be transparent? why they would issue statistics and data that were deceptive? Here's the answer, or at least one of them. In the title of an article that came out with David Kapalian, how elites are leveraging COVID to reset the world. We don't really need to say much more than that. That's what they're doing and they have decided to seize this moment and to use it for all it was worth to choreograph the peoples of this planet to submit through fear and threat of force to a new world government. You're going to see it happen much more quickly than you can even imagine. But here, As soon as we finish talking about how the majority of COVID patients in the UK hospital may have admitted for other ailments instead of COVID as they were supposedly claimed, we're going to see what's going on in Australia. It's called medical tyranny. With the majority of COVID patients being diagnosed after admission in the UK, in some cases weeks later, The leaked data coming from the National Health Service there in England points to the possibility that the virus may only have a minor or negligible role in many hospitalizations blamed on coronavirus. Now, if the hospitalizations were wrongly blamed on the coronavirus, so also were the deaths of those who died by those who were wrongly admitted as having had coronavirus. And the same is true in the United States. And for that reason, the United States has not had 600,000 people die from coronavirus, period. That is not accurate data. It's data that is used has been, shall we say, constructed on the basis that people who go into the hospital for the flu or for other things that are serious and then perhaps, perhaps get tested later and have coronavirus are deemed if they die to have died from coronavirus, which absolutely is not true. It's not logically true, and it's not medically true. And yet, the American people, including Christians and their pastors, are terror-stricken. Friends, this is exactly how the French Revolution worked. It started with terror, and when that wasn't successful enough, Robespierre up the ante and said, We've got to increase the terror, increase the fear, and that launched the Great Terror, which is tantamount to what is coming before too long called the Great Tribulation. Are you out of here yet? Oh, you're not? You mean you're having to go through this time? And the rapture hasn't occurred yet? Maybe you need to rethink that. Maybe you need to rethink Jesus' words when he said, he that endures to the end shall be saved. In other words, he that stands true, he that stands firm to the end. I'm not talking about whether you take the virus, uh, the vaccine or not. That's between you and God. But people are being terrified Fear is being used to manipulate the peoples worldwide, and particularly in the United States and in Canada and in uh, Australia, New Zealand, the UK. Ultimately, the National Health Service in the UK leaked indicates that many COVID patients are actually in the hospital for non-COVID reasons especially when one considers the widespread and regular use of PCR tests. By the way, I'm taking this right from the article that's coming from the Russian Times. You can't hear this in the United States, friends. We don't have freedom of speech here. Have you noticed? When people hear about hospitalizations with COVID, they will assume that COVID is the likely cause. But this data shows something quite different. This is about COVID being detected after tests were looking for it. And so, the Carl Hennigan, director of the Center for Evidence-Based Medicine at the University of Oxford, there in the UK, stated, the leaked figures are incredibly important and urge the government to stop Withholding such data. Are you listening? Friends, we are called to have discerning spirits. You are going to be tested and tried as to facts, as to uh, representations on many, many different issues. And this just happens to be the big one right now. and as a people we succumbed and many of our trusted leaders are actually choreographing our succumbing when they themselves have not done a shred of true investigation they just buy the uh, drink the Kool-Aid as it's presented this is not a conspiracy uh Discussion, friends. This is no conspiracy theory. These are the reports coming from around the world from people who are on the inside that are bringing correction to the deception. And so the chief of an influential physicians organization called the america the association of american physicians and surgeons came out and here's the article he sounds the alarm covid shot mandates pose risk to millions dr paul kenton md who leads the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, is warning. He's the chief of an influential physicians organization that represents doctors in a multitude of practices, and he's warning that making COVID-19 vaccinations mandatory could endanger millions. He said about half of the U.S. population has gotten the injections. COVID has been proliferating and hospitalizations and deaths are increasing, not diminishing, as one would expect. In an effective vaccine campaign, both vaccinated and unvaccinated persons are succumbing, he said. The ethical commitment to protect others does not require workers to surrender their bodily integrity and self-determination and accept the intervention dictated by government or quasi-government authority, says the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, uh, in response to the supposed increasing call for a governmental mandate to compel every doctor, every nurse, everyone in a hospital, in a doctor's office, to get the vaccine. Reports of post-injection death or long-term disability to the vaccine-adverse event reporting system are reaching unprecedented levels, says the organization. In fact, thousands of such cases of the negative impact following a COVID shot have been documented. Further, the group said that while the American Medical Association's supported agenda of forced vaccinations includes a medical exemption, it omits mention of a religious exemption even though many workers object to receiving these products based upon their religious beliefs. And the bottom line is that, quote, long-term effects of these novel genetically engineered products cannot possibly be known at this point. These could include autoimmune disorders, antibody-enhanced disease, infertility, cancer, or birth defects, said the American Association of Physicians and Surgeons. Vaccinated persons can still infect others. And mandated shots impose risks without little or any benefit. Hello? Is there anyone still listening? Maybe you're shaking your head. Maybe you got the vaccine. I'm not putting you down for getting the vaccine. I'm saying don't put that burden on someone else just because you didn't do the research or just because your fear quotient was so high. Don't demand others. Misery loves company, right? If you're feeling more miserable because you succumbed, don't force that on others. Australia is facing complete medical tyranny as military the military rolls into the city to enforce lockdowns. In the United States, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has been using COVID as an excuse to garner more government power for well over a year. Sadly, the practice of weaponizing the virus for political gain is not exclusive to America. According to Reuters, Australia's largest city is set to employ restrictions even more draconian than any seen in the United States since the pandemic began. On Thursday, yesterday, Sydney experienced 239 new COVID-19 cases, the most in a single day throughout the pandemic. As a result, the government immediately jumped on the opportunity to grab more power. Starting today, high transmission areas in Sydney will require mass outdoors for all residents. They will be forced to stay within three miles of their homes. Government leaders went with the tried and true method of fear-mongering in order to justify the overreaching decision. Even tighter restrictions are set to begin today. New South Wales police said it had asked for 300 military personnel to help enforce lockdown orders. The personnel would deploy today and will begin assisting police with ensuring compliance with restrictions next week. Question, is Australia descending into medical tyranny? Not only will Sydney force incredibly restrictive rules not backed by science on their residents, they will also use military personnel to enforce them. Are you seeing where this is going, my friend? No wonder Doctor Burke said so many months ago on television, we just Doctor Fauci and I couldn't believe how easy, how easily the American people submitted to our demands. Quite frankly, I I don't much want to do more programs on COVID. I've said that before, and I'm saying it again now. But for some reason, we don't get it. If I were to say these things on Twitter, we would have no voice. If I were to say these things on Facebook, we would have no voice. And so we're limited to what we have. But you can get the message out. Now, as the Pfizer vaccine protection is waning, they're calling for a third shot to boost effectiveness. I thought the first shot was supposed to do the job and protect against transmission of the disease. The second shot didn't do it, and now they want a third shot. Are you beginning to see the trajectory of this? Every six months, every year? Another shot, and then what?
1: There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind.
0: If COVID-19 is truly a pandemic of the unvaccinated, as the Biden administration is claiming, many are questioning why the CDC is now recommending that those who have already been vaccinated should wear a mask again. Especially when the so-called science behind the CDC switch does not exist. I have in my hands... A very lengthy article. It has to do with the history of masking by the CDC. Here it is. This had to come from the Russian Times because it's almost impossible to get this kind of information out in the United States. The U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention has stayed true to form by deciding that its current mass guidance, not to be confused with its previous and repeatedly revised guidance, needs to be reversed again. That's the entry paragraph. However, the historical record is self-explanatory. The CDC, together with America's trusted public health bureaucrats, have always pursued evidence-based policymaking, and have never once bowed to mass panic. But the timeline now should finally put to rest all the feeble-minded moaning leveled against the U.S. health authorities during these trying times. In other words, a history of the CDC's consistently inconsistent advice on face coverings. Six pages of listings. Unbelievable. And they call this science. It's almost more like voodoo. In the name of science. Then, the Capitol Police in the U.S. say they'll arrest staffers who try to enter the House of Representatives without a mask. The measure was supported by top Democrats. But my mort- my mortar leader, Kevin McCarthy claimed to have seen Speaker Nancy Pelosi foregoing her mask while in a crowded room. Nevertheless, the Capitol Police have been instructed to enforce the mandate to the fullest extent of the law. Friends, isn't this tyranny? Some Republicans have vowed to resist. We're not wearing masks. The physician and the chief of police don't have this authority. Another called it a hysterical, unprecedented abuse of power. Now, let's go back to some facts here. Let's go to Israel. We've been to the UK. We've been to Australia. We've been all over the U.S. now. Let's go to Israel. This came for the World Tribune. Again, it's almost impossible to get this kind of information anywhere, even on conservative Israeli publications. Because they have the same problem we have here, getting the truth from their government. As Israeli Prime Minister Neftali Bennett confirmed the Pfizer vaccine is, quote, significantly less effective, unquote, against the COVID Delta variant, he admitted that, More than 5.7 million Israelis have received at least one shot of the Pfizer vaccine. In other words, almost all of them. Bennett, the prime minister, said, We do not know exactly to what degree the vaccine helps, but it's significantly less. Less than what? Less than they thought it would. Let me repeat this. The prime minister, the new prime minister in Israel said, we do not know exactly to what degree the vaccine even helps, but it's significantly less. In other words, less than we ever thought it would be. Israel's health ministry reported that the highest number of coronavirus cases in nearly four months was diagnosed last Friday. an author and journalist, Naomi Wolf, in a Telegram post reported on the warning issued by the Israeli People's Committee, IPC, over the Pfizer jab. She could not get the information out otherwise because it was banned on Twitter. In other words, if you try to get the information out, the real information, is cut off. Because there's a political agenda to drive it. It's called the New World Order or the Great Reset. But well, let's go on here in Israel. Israeli health experts warn that the Pfizer vaccine, quote, damages virtually every system of the human body, unquote. Are you listening? I'm going to repeat it, so in case you missed it. Israeli health experts warned that the Pfizer vaccine damages virtually every system of the human body. Quote, while much of the attention, at least in Europe, has centered around the AstraZeneca jab, which is linked to deadly blood clots, the Pfizer injection is actually far more dangerous and a much bigger threat. The journalist noted, citing the Israeli People's Committee latest data. A detailed report released by the IPC warns that getting the Pfizer jab, quote, could lead to a catastrophic health outcome as evidenced by the high number of people who have already had their lives ruined by it in Israel. The IPC report explains there has never been a vaccine that has harmed as many people. Journalists go on to say, if the figures contained in the IPC report are valid, then more Israelis have died from the Pfizer shot than have Europeans from the AstraZeneca shot throughout the entirety of Europe. At the peak of the Israeli mass vaccination campaign, there was a 22% increase in overall mortality in Israel compared with the previous year. In other words, deaths increased not decreased with the vaccinations. The younger people were dying most from the Pfizer jab. In that age group, we detected an increase of 32% in overall mortality in comparison with the previous year. Based on this data, the IPC estimates that as many as 1,100 Israelis have died thus far from the Pfizer injection. Older people die the soonest, usually less than three days post-injection while younger people typically live more than a week post-injection after, before passing away. The IPC further found that the risk of mortality goes parabolic after the second injection. Those who stop with the first shot have a much greater chance of living than if they go in for the second round. And as for the injuries caused by the injections, the IPC found that cardiac events such as myositis, pericarditis are common. The same goes for massive vaginal bleeding, neurological damage, and damage to the skeletal and skin systems. A significant number of reports of side effects, myocardial infarction, stroke, miscarriages, impaired blood flow to the limbs, and pulmonary embolism. Then came this statement. These mRNA vaccines contain a virus which then attaches to the RNA, the messenger, of man's DNA, which can never be undone. This means that the RNA messenger will always carry a virus, the very one they inject into the body. The problem is nobody knows for sure what that virus will do a year from now, five years from now, 10 and 15 years from now. So that even the inventor of the mRNA vaccine warned against the mass distribution of it and warned that the FDA should not approve it. I'm trying to hold back the tears here, friends, because the American people, the British people, the people in Western Europe have been lied to. The deception is monstrous. Dr. Michael Brown, who appears on a program just before mine on live radio, on the Truth Network, wrote an article a day or two ago, the politicizing of COVID has become a deadly game. A deadly game. He said the extreme politicizing of COVID makes it difficult, if not almost impossible, to know whom to trust when it comes to preventing the spread of the disease. Things have become so politicized. The origins of the virus, the threat of the virus, the merits or demerits of lockdowns, the safety or danger and efficacy or worthlessness of the vaccines, the proper role of the government, especially for our kids. Is Big Pharma just did this for money? Is Dr. Fauci a devil or a saint? Is the World Health Organization in bed with China? Can the CDC make up its mind? Should I believe CNN or Fox or any one of them? Are the feds trying to save our lives or take control of our lives? And on and on it goes. We've been caught, friends, as human beings in our weakness. We've been caught, seduced, deceived, manipulated, and not for righteous purposes. I urge you to get a copy of my book, Seduction of the Saints, How to Stay Pure in a World of Deception. It's not about the coronavirus. It's about how seduction and deception works. It's an $18 book, yours for $15. It's on our website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. Write to us. Call us. 1-800-SAVE-USA. Get a copy of the book. Begin to prepare yourself, friends. Jesus warned about the monstrous deception that was going to take place in these, uh, these times. seek to go through the ever-increasing revelation of deception that has taken place, uncovering uh, the general, the true data that has been hidden by the various governments in the Western world, the U.K., uh, Canada, uh, Australia, New Zealand, and, uh, yes, right here in the United States of America. There are reasons for it and i believe that the number one reason is to drive an agenda called the great reset which is the advance of a new world order or a global government that the bible foretells will take place and uh, it has to it has to come in this way ultimately if you think the test concerning the the vaccine is a great test you haven't seen anything yet wait till the infamous Mark of the Beast comes. And it is coming. All of this is just laying the foundation for it. This is not a conspiratorial uh, issue. This is reality. And this is why, on this program for 26 years, with ever-increasing emphasis We have sought to prepare the way of the Lord in the mind and heart and life of the American people, but particularly professing Christians, and including our pastors. Pastors put their pants on one leg at a time, just like everybody else. And we'll be taking a look at the life of one pastor in just a few moments. He also succumbed. It's painful how he did, but he did. Dr. Michael Brown goes on to talk about this very deadly game, how COVID has become a deadly game, but it's not a game. He says, a friend in New York just wrote to me saying, I know about six people who got COVID after the vaccine. I also know about four people who got some very strange, serious symptoms after the second shot. My sister was extremely tired for weeks. A 29-year-old young man who was supposed to get married next week was taken to the hospital two days after the second shot. His vision was very blurry, so dizzy that he couldn't stand up and extremely tired. He was in the hospital for two weeks after the vaccine, and they still don't know what's wrong with him. Yet a comment like this might well get censored if posted on social media. Supposedly spreading misinformation. No, that's not misinformation. That is the information. Is it merely anecdotal or is it reflecting a much broader trend? And what should we believe? And Michael asks, who will fact check the fact checkers? Well, here on Viewpoint, we're doing that. But not by doing our own fact checking, but allowing those who have, shall we say, who who don't have a political dog in the fight, but who are experts in the medical field to reveal the facts, and that's what we're doing. You see, if I want to present an a, 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 an expert witness in a trial, I want to be very careful that that expert witness is not so tainted with his viewpoint, with his history of a viewpoint, his entanglements with other uh, sources. For instance, if I am a, uh, a plaintiff's attorney in a, in a personal injury case, I am going to seriously cross-examine a doctor that's appearing on behalf of an insurance company to come against my client. Why? Because most of the doctors that are hired by insurance companies do so and make huge sums of money doing it, and they are regularly used because the insurance company can depend upon them to tell the court or the jury what they want to tell them. And that's why they're called to the legal profession Medical whores. And we have a lot of that kind of thing going on here. That's why it's so hard to trust. And so it's necessary for somebody like here on this program to cross examine, shall we say, the so called information and to bring out the countermanding information. From sources that aren't so colored by agendas. I want to go back to Dr. Michael Brown in his comments. He said, All this leads to the obvious question. How do we fix this problem? Candidly, he said, I don't know. What would you propose? How do we move beyond the political gainsmanship? Well, we've been trying to show you how to do that here on this program. You have to do reasonable homework, due diligence, not just finding out what the CDC has to say. Friends, that has proven not to be science. It's whimsical. It's based on which way the wind, the political wind is blowing at a given time. That's not science. It may be scientism, which is a a religious kind of science, but it is not science. If that's science, we're in deep trouble. Science is being perverted. It's being distorted. And it's a shame. It's just a shame. One writes from Israel, Israel National News, former member of the Knesset, Moshe Faglin, spoke about the COVID and the vaccine. He said, I heard the director of Herzog Hospital say he is opening a second coronavirus ward and all his patients... All his patients are vaccinated. He doesn't have any unvaccinated patients. The short-term side effects from the vaccine are being discovered, and we do not know what will happen in the long term, said the former member of the Knesset. So the Prime Minister's attack on those who choose not to receive the injection was wrong. Bennett's speech was disgraceful to take a million people who are concerned for their health after scientists have said that those who do not get vaccinated do not uh, endanger others in any way and mark them as enemies of the people and say that because of them we cannot live our lives? It's tyrannical. The manipulators who took power in the greatest act of deception that has ever taken place in the history of Israeli politics. Fagelin went on to say to all parents who still face intense pressure to approve this injection for their children, please don't endanger uh, endanger the health of your child with experimental material, which we already know has serious side effects in the short term and of which nobody knows what the long-term effects will be. Now, The pastor had come against the vaccination. But then he got COVID. And he tested po- positive and had to go to the hospital and was in the ICU for two days. So he came out and he said, I'm humble enough to say I was wrong. Now, what was he wrong about? This pastor missed the point. The mere fact that he got COVID did not make him wrong because the vaccine doesn't prevent the spread of COVID. the poor pastor got confused and does more damage now than if he had just stood on principles. Look, and I have thought about this many a time, if I, if yours truly here, were to come down with COVID, maybe even a serious case of COVID, It doesn't change one word or the truth of what we're saying here. It's not based upon my experience and not based upon experience. It's based upon truth and facts, not feelings and experience. I've thought about that because I don't want to say things and then all of a sudden think, double think and say, oh, well, you know, that's the same kind of thinking that goes with someone who says, God doesn't want us to, to divorce, he wants us to marry, he doesn't want us to divorce, he doesn't want us to remarry, and then all of a sudden they have a child that's divorced and wants to remarry and they change their mind and say, oh, I was I made a mistake. No, you didn't make a mistake. You're just weak and don't want to agree with what God said because of the circumstances. Come on, people, we've got to stop playing these games of self-deception, we either are lovers of truth or we're not. I want to end with something very positive. A record-setting Olympic athlete gives glory to God. An Olympic swimmer from South Africa set a new record on Wednesday in the women's 200-meter breaststroke. She's giving her success pointing others to God. She broke the record. In all her competitions in Tokyo, Schunmacher has worn under her green South African swim cap another cap proclaiming her faith. The white Speedo cap the athlete is wearing features a blue Jesus fish under the phrase Solo Deo Gloria, which means glory to God alone. And she's used her platform to discuss her Christian faith before. And she posted a prayer as she traveled to Tokyo for the Summer Games. Father God, may your will be done. May your peace fill us up. May we praise you no matter what the outcome. May we be empowered by your strength to give all, and may we forever be in awe of your goodness. She wrote, thank you for bringing us to this very moment. We need all the encouragement we can get in times like these, don't we? In times like these, as the song said, we need a savior. In times like these, we need an anchor. Be very sure, be very sure your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. If you're willing to receive and be seduced to take a vaccine that otherwise you're troubled about and you're willing to receive a $100 from Mr. Biden or your state government, to seduce you to take the vaccine, you are a moral wimp. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of playing the game, friends. We are either people of principle or we are not. We are either people that love the truth or we are not. And if you're so easily seduced away from your convictions by a $100 bill, you don't deserve the name of Christ. Be very sure, my friend, be very sure your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. That rock is Jesus. And he would not sell out the truth or anything. For he said, I am the truth the way, and the life. No man will come to the Father but by me. Let's humble ourselves to trust the Lord in every situation, friends. All of this is testing our trust. Thanks for joining us. Become a partner, send your gifts by Faith to Save America Ministries. Get a hot copy of the book, Seduction of the Saints, $15 on our website, saveus.org. God bless, be a blessing, and let's stand for faith and truth. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for
1: the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.